to start with a word tonight, and that's the word Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel. What does that mean? Say it again. God with us. Emmanuel. And we know that was prophesied from Isaiah. Matthew's gospel reiterates that. His name is Jesus Christ, but he's also Emmanuel. He is God with us. Now, who is God with us? Jesus, okay? Jesus Christ. Now, how important, this is kind of a rhetorical question, I guess, how important is a right faith? What do you mean it's essential? What well, I've already been told, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe. It, that's right. That's not true. It does matter what you believe. So a right faith is essential. It is indispensable to salvation. But also, a correct view Concerning Jesus Christ is indispensable to a right faith. And may I say tonight, if you get Christ wrong, you cannot be saved. Would you agree with that? So a right view concerning Christ is absolutely indispensable to a right faith. And a right faith is indispensable to salvation. There's no margin of error here. There's no almost or just about. It has to be absolutely right. Now when we think about Jesus Christ and who he is and who, uh, how he came into our world, that would be what most theologians would agree, a foundational truth. What would you what what do you think they mean when they would say a foundational truth? What it's built on. How important is that? Yeah. If the foundation is weak, the building will never stand. I built a couple of houses for ourselves to live in, and it always made me angry. Uh, when we would get draws from the bank, uh, they'd break it down, which I understand that because they didn't want you spending all the money up front, but they'd give you a foundation draw. And basically when you got your foundation in, uh, they would give you a, a fourth of your money. And uh, most of the time that could be anywhere from twenty to $40,000. And all of that was below ground. And after it was all built, guess what? You, hardly ever, you never saw it. But if it wasn't right, you'd see the effects of it. Paul, I think your neighbor did not have a problem with his foundation. Absolutely. You know, again, and I, we talked about that one time, very expensive ones. So the foundation has to be strong. And so if we, if we stumble at the foundation concerning our faith, <laughs> you're in trouble. You'll make a shipwreck of your faith. And so, 
when we think about Emmanuel, God with us, there's absolute, absolutely no doubt that is one of the grand objects of our faith. God became flesh. And if we are wrong in our view of that, <laughs> we are wrong also of his eternal deity. And if we miss those things, both are very destructive. His humanity and his deity. Now there are a lot of, for lack of a better word, non-fundamental truths of the scripture. Um, that are not a matter of being saved or lost. But I do want to warn you, even the non-fundamentals are important. Okay? I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to mislead anyone. They're, they're important. Because if we're wrong in anything, it's going to lead to a life that doesn't honor God like we should. But to be wrong on the deity and the humanity of Christ will bring eternal damnation. We must get that right. Nothing of greater, greater magnitude than that. So, to know Christ as God. Now remember, Emmanuel is what? God with us, all right? To know Christ as God is also to know him as man. Okay? To know him as the God-man. And this is something that has caused me to forget why my dad is so hard to reach. Because that truth to know him as a God-man can only be revealed to us by the Spirit of God. Now think about that. Now it's interesting to know Christ as God, we know about that, to know him as man, but to know him as God-man and we know that because of the divine revelation of his person. And the only way you can know that is to be born again. You don't learn it in school. You don't learn it from studying the Bible. Now, and not, don't misunderstand me, okay? But how many know you can study the Bible till you're blue in the face and there are certain truths only God can reveal to us? the Spirit. And so there's no other way we can know who Christ is except by divine and special revelation. Now we're going to read some verses, uh, a verse from Galatians in just a moment. And uh, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question. You ever heard of the, a fellow by the name of the Apostle Paul? Uh, okay. Would he be considered a pagan before he got saved? 
Okay, he was religious. Would you consider him ignorant of the scriptures? No. He was well-versed. He was well-studied. He knew the law. He thought he was absolutely right. So, again, I would submit to you, if, if, if a man could know Christ is the God-man, his divinity and his humanity, just by study of the Scriptures alone, Paul would have done that. But it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way. Galatians chapter 1, look at verses 15 and 16. Somebody read that, please. Amen. Don't you like what Paul said here? Now, now notice this. Paul has some tremendous education in scriptures. And he knew that it was God who had separated from his mother's womb. But there came a time in his life when he realized there was a particular time when God called him by his grace. And God, when it was pleased God, revealed his son, Jesus Christ, to Paul. It was by divine revelation. Now, all of us should have not, we know the story of Acts chapter 9. And it wasn't that Paul was ignorant of the scriptures. And, and like you said, Phyllis, uh, he, he thought he was all right with God, but he wasn't. But it takes the Spirit of God to make that truth come alive in our hearts. And so what was true for the Apostle Paul is true for all of us, if we're going to know the God-man. So through diligent study of the Scriptures, a person can come up with a, I guess for lack of a better word, a theoretical conception of the person of Christ. But the problem is, a vital knowledge of who Christ really is has to come from on high. It has to be revealed to us by God. And I find myself getting so frustrated, especially with my dad, trying to explain it to him and, and, and uh, not necessarily argue with him, but to, to even share scriptures. But the fact of the matter, this lesson this week reminded me the only way it becomes real to anybody is that they let God reveal it to their hearts. Matthew 16, verse 15 through 17. You'll recognize the verse when we get there. Anybody got that? Want to read it? Amen. Now you know the story. Uh, uh, Christ and uh, Jesus asked the disciples there, "Who are what are men? What's the what's the buzz about town? What are they saying about me?" And they they shared that. And then he gets personal. He says, "But who do you say that I am?" Now Peter is speaking on behalf of the disciples. Okay. 
And Peter says, you are the Christ, you're the Christos. And you are also the son of the living God. So Jesus said, Peter, it's a good thing you went to Sunday school. And went to my Bible study because that's where it was revealed to you. No. Man didn't reveal it to you, Peter. They couldn't. Only God, the Father which is in heaven, only he can reveal that to you. So when it comes to understanding who Christ is, his divinity and his humanity, certainly the natural man can gain a theoretical and a theological knowledge of Christ, but saving, soul-transforming view of Christ can only be given by the Spirit of God to those who are born again. It has to come from above. Now, by the way, I'm glad for that. Because once it comes from above, you won't doubt it. You will know what you know, what you know, because the Scripture has been made alive in our hearts. Now, here's what's interesting. Now, again, our focus tonight is on the humanity of Christ. And I know that we have taught it enough here at our church, and most of you know. And if I ask you a question, was Christ God or was he man, what would you say? He's both. If I ask you, was he uh, more God or more man, what would you say? He's equal, right? We know that, okay? And that is so 